right, it is that time of the week. What time of the week is that? It's the Indiana Outdoor Show. I am your host, Brian Pointer. Great to be with you. I'm getting a little more excited as we are approaching the 69th annual Ford Boat Travel Show. One of my favorite events. It provides me great content. I love talking to all the great personalities that are there. Oftentimes, year after year, fan favorites. And off this year, even new folks. We uh, visited last week with a gentleman training dogs to find morels. Uh, we... Uh, just we've been covering all kinds of stuff a deer tracking with dogs that was last week well we're going to take a little break because we're going to have some guests who i enjoy uh chris ham hha usa it's the nonprofit arm of the great optics designers and company for archery equipment hha chris ham one of my favorite people anytime that we can get people on that have taken their vocation and turned it into good work like they have through hha usa supporting veterans through archery supporting first responders and police uh, using archery raising money and it's a great opportunity for me to highlight so he's going to be joining us and then the ever popular brent wheat editor of guns magazine well, Chris was at at the ATO or Archery Trade Association uh, in St. Louis, and we're going to talk to him about that. But Brent Wheat, editor of Guns Magazine, was also out at the SHOT Show, which is the largest shooting, hunting, and outdoor trade show in Las Vegas and in the country. And I think it's like third largest even in Vegas. So he's going to be with us, giving us a post-mortem on the SHOT Show. And I'm going to give it away. But Tom Nauman, one of my favorites, the original Morel Maniac, morelmania.com, is not going to be at the Deer Turkey Waterfowl Expo. So we here we spend all this time highlighting those that are going to be there. We're going to highlight one that's not because he's one of my favorites. When we talk about Morel Mushrooms, always a crowd favorite out there. But he's not going to be here, but we're still going to have him on the show today. Remember, it's a big show coming up. we got Chris Ham. Don't go anywhere. We're going to be back right after this. So great to be with you. It is the Indiana Outdoor Show, and I am your host, Brian Pointer. Again, this is uh, growing closer to year 25. We celebrate that in June, and we have so much to do between now and then. Uh, Before we get too much deeper, of course, remember we're brought to you by Indiana Donor Network, driven to savelives.org. You can sign up to be that organ and tissue donor. When you buy your hunting and fishing license, it couldn't be any easier. Making progress on that donor list is Hoosiers, so... Be uh, be thinking about that when you buy your hunting and fishing license. Uh, we'd still have the Boat Sport and Travel Show, Deer Turkey Waterfowl Expo opening uh, next weekend for a big run, largest sports show of its kind, and then the Deer Turkey Waterfowl Expo the last weekend of that show. So a lot of things to do, but it's been uh, it's been so much fun here this spring getting to meet some of the folks that are coming to that event. But we also like to stay in touch with some of our regulars. And joining me now is Chris Ham. It's great to have you be a part of Indiana Outdoors. Chris, it's been a minute, and I know that uh, your company is uh, HHA USA, HHA Sports, and you guys do so many great things in the archery world and for veterans and for so many other causes that are close to your heart. But first and foremost, thanks for being here on Indiana Outdoors this weekend. How have you been? 
I've been good. I appreciate the opportunity to come back on, and I'd have to, I guess I'd have to look back in our text thread to see when the last time was, but the older I get, the faster the time goes. Isn't that funny? Because I'm still writing 2023 on my checks, and yes, for those that are listening, I still do write checks. Going to say uh, online banking. Well, I appreciate you being a part of this. And for those that may not be familiar, tell everybody what HHA is and what your company does in the archery world. Then I want to transition to find out how the Archery Trade Association uh, get together was for the industry in St. Louis. Absolutely. So, yeah, HHA Sports is a uh, we're a Wisconsin based. American-made, family-owned archery accessory company. We primarily make bow sites nowadays. Um, and our friends, longtime friends in the industry tell us we have one of the best. We uh, we took home the Reader's Choice Gold Award for a 20th year in a row from our friends over at uh, at Bow Hunting World uh, and Grandview Media. So something that we're pretty proud of. And it, uh, we've got 20 plaques hanging in our in our warehouse now and, and, and a nail hanging there for the 21st. We're not, we're not boastful about it, but it definitely is motivation to keep, keep doing what we do. So we make some of the finest uh, adjustable bow sites in the, on the planet and, and love doing it. And, and just blessed to, blessed to be 40 years in business. Dad started the business in 1984 and we're, we're 40 years in. So. Well, not only is that a success, but it's so great that you follow that passion and have made, truly your vocation, your vacation, and you've turned it into so many great things, uh, following your heart and following the mission of your company. And it is rewarding to so many people. But as we look ahead here in 2024, from my recollection, you do a lot of shoots, you bring a lot of archery shoots, you bring a lot of people, veterans in. Tell us about your the mission side of your work. That's really, I know where your heart is. Yeah, so we're we're now five years in. October we'll celebrate our fifth year anniversary with HHA USA, which is a nonprofit that I started back in 2019 to basically build community around the sport of archery for our active military, our veterans, our firefighters, our law enforcement. Um, we, we've had a military discount for well over a dozen years. That's something that we kind of got gifted to us from our friends at Vortex down the road. Um, they had had one and, and just in conversations with them, we decided to start a military discount and, um, I still field all that stuff. And anybody that, that emails us, our company for a military discount, you're going to get my email on the other end of it. I just, I love, I love everything about our service members and any way that I can help them. And so that, that spawned me to, to start this organization where we started putting on 3d archery shoots across Wisconsin, uh, originally to raise money for honor flight, which we did. We, uh, we did 10 or 12 shoots from 2016 to 2019 uh, with me working as a, basically a volunteer or, or a, uh, yeah, essentially a volunteer for our local honor flight chapter and handed all that money over to them. But then as I became more aware of post-traumatic stress and, and how much our service members struggle with that, um, archery was something that I don't want to say I took for granted. I mean, I've been shooting a bow and arrow since I was three. I'll be, I'll be 49 here in May, but it, it really showed archery to me in a different light and that it could be life-changing and in extreme cases life-saving uh simply putting a bow and arrow in someone's hand that has been through some some rough stuff so that was that was really my motivation behind starting hha usa this year we're going to have seven or eight events across wisconsin um and it's it is my passion it's it's one of the main reasons i get out of bed in the morning because i love being able to impact people's lives in a positive way 
through through putting a ball and arrow in their head. Well, everybody's got to feed themselves, and you've got a great product, and you've created such equity and such uh, brand awareness and loyalty amongst your your day job, so to speak. But then there's that part of after you've you've done your family well and you've served your employees well that you're trying to give back. And then one of the mentors in my early days called that paying your civic rent. And I've tried to teach that to my kids and preach that as much as I possibly can, that we do have an obligation to give back and there's any way that you can do it, whatever your vocation is. In this case, it's archery for you. It's been a lifelong passion. You saw a need with the work that you did with Honor Flight and now it's turned into really a, a, a beast uh it's grown on its own it's like that fire that keeps feeding on itself and i can sense every time i talk to you th- how much that means to you and uh that's just a labor of love let's go back to uh the archery trade association and i know this year was not in indianapolis i kind of got used to that over the years and try to make it as often as i can it's it's a trade association so it's not necessarily open to the public but it's a collection from my experience of just a whole bunch of great industry folks in the archery world, much like the SHOT Show out in Vegas. But how was it this year? And tell me kind of what's exciting and what did what did you bring? What are some of the things that you saw people bring to the Archery Trade Association this year that makes you excited? It was a great show. And I mean, I've been going to the ATA since pre-ATA. It was, it was the AMO before that. So 88 or 89. I mean, I'm, I'm dating myself here, but I was in junior high and my parents were pulling me out of school to take me to this show. So I've, I've been to every one other than 2022 that there was no show in 21 because of COVID 2022. We were so backed up that we, we couldn't afford to go and put more gas on a fire that we couldn't put out. So we, we sat out that year, but, but I've essentially been to every, every ATA, but one. And I can honestly say that since COVID has happened. This was this was by far our most successful show from not just an order writing standpoint, but but I, I felt like the show was kind of getting back to its roots. There, there was a span there for probably five or ten years before COVID happened, where no offense to the influencers and the in the TV shows, I understand those people are there to do a job, but it almost got a little overcrowded with people that weren't there for the right reasons. And I might, you know regret making that statement, but it seems like that, that some of that has been cleaned up and, and everybody that was at the ATA this year was there to do to do business, to, to make new relationships, to to continue to improve upon old ones. And it just I, I walked out of there with a really positive vibe from the from the dealer base and from from exhibitors. Um, we put on a prayer breakfast there. That was that was outstanding. Um, I took HHA USA there with a couple of my volunteers so we were able to deploy those guys out onto the show floor and, and kind of share our message with other exhibitors and pick up new sponsors. I mean, it was just, I, I don't think I've had a better ATA experience in recent memory than I did last month in St. Louis. Chris Ham is our guest this morning and great company, great supplier in the archery world. And I know it gets harder and harder to reinvent and bring new products. You have such great stuff in the archery world, but I mean, can the technology get any better? Can it get any more exciting to be in the archery world? I mean, the technology and all the the advancements and things in your company, as you talked about in the, in the optics world for archery, so important. But can this thing keep going? 
well, it has to. If it doesn't, if I don't keep it going, I'm not going to have a business, which that's, uh, that's my livelihood. So there's that kind of, even though we're 40 years in and, and, you know, considered one of the best in our trade, there's still that, you know, I'm, I'm my own boss. I got to I got to do something in order to, to keep people coming to the to the lemonade stand next year. So, but, and I just, I literally last night, I mean, it's, it's February in Wisconsin. It should be 20 below and snow on the ground, but I had to, I got a new Matthews lift that I needed to get sighted in before I head to Florida for a shoot next week. And I shot that bow. I put about 50 or 60 arrows through it. And it's like, how could this be better than the phase four that I shot last year and, and 50 or 60 arrows in? I'm telling myself that. And that's not me being a, a Matthews fanboy and drinking the Kool-Aid. It's just that the, the, the good companies have a way of continuing to push the envelope every year, and I'm just thankful that we're we're one of them. I couldn't agree with you more. And, you know, I get a little fanboyed uh, when I go to the Archie Trade Association because so many great people, and I've, I've met a lot of people at these organizations and shows and gatherings of, of over the years, and to me, most people are there as family. I see your pictures, I follow you on social media, and because you have that legacy there, you've had such a history with a lot of these people, but some of the big personalities, they all kind of come. Do you, did you ever get a, Do you ever get starstruck by anybody like I do? I used to be that way. I mean, I used to. <laughs> so you've grown up and I haven't. That's what I'm hearing you say. <laughs> maybe not so much in the archery space, but in the, I mean, I'm a big sports fan and I used to, you know, I used to think that, you know, the Brett Favre's and the Michael Jordans of the world walked on water and there was only one man in the history of the world that ever did that. But I don't, I don't see people through that light anymore. I mean, I've, I've never, I met Favre at an autograph session 20 years ago. I've never met Jordan, but I mean, I, I've met enough celebrities quote unquote that, and had some pretty deep conversations with them to realize that they're just human beings at the end of the day that put their pants on one leg at a time, just like I do. They just might have a few more zeros on their paycheck. So I had the opportunity. It's kind of gone away for me, I guess. The first time I ever met Ted Nugent was in Indianapolis at an archery trade association. And this goes back 20 plus years. And it still sticks in my memory because I was, I've always been a big fan and he was so gracious and so humble. uh, And just, you don't have to ask Ted Nugent anything more than Ted. How you, how was your day? In the next 20 minutes, he's, he's rattling off stuff that you're like, where does this come from? It's so genius. Anyway, I digress. Digress. I uh, look forward to having it back in Indianapolis next year, and I know that you have uh, big events coming up this year. If people want to get involved, know more, uh, help your organization, follow your passion, where do you direct them? Yeah, so as far as the nonprofit site, HHAUSA.org, um, there'll be a contact email, a contact cell phone number. That's me. So, yeah, I, I might be a big deal in some people's eyes. I'm not. My, my cell phone is out there for the world. If anybody wants to talk veterans and how they can help, go over to HHAUSA and give me a call or find me on social media on Instagram or Facebook. So People might ask, all they ask me all the time, you know, how do you pick your guests? And I said, well, frankly, over the years, it's gotten a lot easier because there are great people doing great work. And I love to highlight the mission, not just the business, not just the nuts and bolts, the blood and guts, the stuff that we all like to talk about as hunters, conservationists. I'm talking about the mission. And anytime that I can have a guest who helps support first responders, uh, our military in any way, 
I want to make sure they have a voice to expand that mission. And that's part of the reason that I was drawn to the work that you do and the passion that you have for it. So, yes, we're going to talk some optics. We're going to talk archery. We're going to have trade show talk. But I wanted people to understand that there are great people like you out there doing great work for those men and women that need it. And as I've done this over the last 20 years, the urgency and the sense of uh, just so important, the mental health of all those people who have done their work to protect us, uh, giving back and encouraging and supporting, you found a way to do that. So that's a long way to say thanks so much for your contribution, not only to Indiana Outdoors, but to all those men and women that need your help. No, and I appreciate that. And I just, I try to, I try to stay humble. And I mean, yeah, I, I'm the guy doing the radio interview here as one of the owners of HHA Sports and, and the founder and president of HHA USA. But I mean, I have got a team, an army behind me on both sides of that fence, whether it be on the nonprofit or the for-profit side. I mean, we've got longtime employees here at HHA Sports that I wouldn't, I wouldn't be on this radio show if it wasn't for them rolling up their sleeves and, and humbly serving our business. And same thing on the nonprofit side. I've got 15 or 20 awesome volunteers that have the same heart for this cause here in Wisconsin that I have. And so um, it's just... In, in a world that pushes me, 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 and what can I do to get higher on the hill? I, I'm going to push back against that and say, in order to go up, you got to go down. You got to, you got to serve. Couldn't end in a better fashion. Chris Ham, great to be with you. Go to their HHA USA, HHA Sports. Follow them on social media. You do such a great job. Thanks for being a part of your message here on Indiana Outdoors this weekend. Look forward to seeing you here real soon. Appreciate you, brother. I look forward to it. Indeed, indeed. One of the favorites in the industry. It is the Indiana Outdoor Show. I am your host, Brian Pointer. We're going to be back. Another leader in the world, Brent Wheat, editor of Guns Magazine, right after this. It is the Indiana Outdoor Show. So great to be with you. I am your host, Brian Pointer. And as you know, we're brought to you by Indiana Donor Network, driven to save lives.org. What a great show. We're just days away from the start of the 69th annual Ford Boat Sport and Travel Show. We've been highlighting and talking to people that are going to be there most of the last couple of months. Today, we're just kind of doing a, a roundabout of some folks that are doing some great industry things. We've had some trade associations. We just visited with Chris Ham from HHUSA, HHA, and uh, their company leaders in archery optics. Hasn't missed an archery trade association in uh, 40 years, he says, and uh, we've got that update. Now we're switching to one of our favorites, another great industry giant. Brent Wheat joins us, the editor of Guns Magazine, and we talked before you went to Las Vegas, but you had a premier spot on Radio Row out there. You were all geared up and excited to go to the SHOT Show. You're back now. You've Your liver's detoxed, first and <laughs> foremost. Thanks for being here on Indiana Outdoors. How you been? I have been wonderful, but it is good to be off the road because I'd kind of forgot what it was like to sleep in my own bed, so it's great to be here. Well, you um, are one of our favorites here on Indiana Outdoors, and for those that aren't familiar, the Shooting Hunting Outdoor Trade Show, I think third largest in Vegas, uh, which says enough already, but truly an industry icon event uh, in the tr uh, hunting, uh, shooting trade world. And you sit atop that as editor of Guns Magazine. Tell us what it was like this year. I know you've had this under your belt now for years and years. What was this one like? 
Um, I think the takeaway this year was the SHOT Show is back. Um, it, it now ranks, I forget, like sixth largest trade show in America. And uh, it's, there's a few companies that have were noticeably absent, like SIG, but uh, they backfilled just fine. And the people were there. The industry is incredibly healthy. Um, nobody's very happy with the current state of political affairs in the country, but that could change. But regardless, uh, the, the industry's in great shape, and it was a great shot show. Brent Wheat is our guest. So you, uh, we were talking about being on Radio Row out there, and of course, great podcast. Tell me about that. Tell me what you did when you were out there. <laughs> Well, it, I, I got some great stories this year. Uh, first of all, I got to interview a lot of important political figures, which was kind of cool, uh, ranging from the governor of Montana to Representative Daryl Issa. Um, it, it was funny. I didn't leave the booth for a day and a half, and finally they sent me to go film a little piece on a plastic magazine one of our clients is, is bringing out, which is okay, but you know, not the most important story of the SHOT Show. So I get all the way to the back, and our phones start blowing blowing up. Donald Trump Jr. is at the booth. Donald Trump Jr. is at the booth. I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? So we beat feet all the way back to Radio Row, and it's like a ghost town. He, he's he gone. But it was cool. Uh, apparently, he stopped right in front of our booth and filmed some stuff for his own purposes. We don't know what that is, but uh, they liked our backdrop of our booth, so that was kind of cool. But then the second part of that story was a little bit later in the morning. I'm sitting there, and I'm really focused on the, the laptop. There's nobody around. It's kind of a lull in the day and none of my people are there, and I'm really heads down on this computer, literally, and suddenly I realize there's somebody standing next to me inside the booth, and I look, and they got jeans on. We all have to wear, you know, sport coats, so I knew it was none of our people, but I'm like, why are you in our booth? And I just kind of do the, the, you know, the toe-to-head kind of look up, and I think, who's this guy with the big beard and all this? Oh, hey, that's Ted Nugent. Well, how about that? And I, I've shaken his hand before, but I was just shocked that he was in the booth because I was so face down in the computer and suddenly he's standing there. And then I realized there's about 40 people standing in front of our booth. And I'm like, I think I, I, I said something, you know, hi. And then I just kind of babbled. And I'm like, great, you know, meeting Ted Nugent, he's in my booth. And I just completely melted down because I wasn't ready for that. But it was funny. He's a big fan of all, our sister publication, American Handgun and they convinced him to stop by and say hi to us. So we got the, uh, or, well, uh, editor of Handgunner, Tom McHale, he, he came running up and we got the grip and grin and, hey, how you doing? And boom, he was off again. But it was it was so funny, not that I was so flabbergasted at meeting him, because I, like I said, I've shaken his hand before, but I was just so unaware of anything going on it was shocking to find him literally six inches from me i don't know if you were listening but chris ham who they're a leader in the outdoor uh world as well in the archery side a great company and they've made their their mission their vocation to help serve the uh those in military and uh those in law enforcement and so supportive. And I was talking to him about being at the Archery Trade Association. And ironically, I said, that's the first place that I had the opportunity to meet uh, Ted Nugent. And I've interviewed him two or three other times since then. But I was I was fanboyed. I was dumbstruck. And I do, <laughs> I do not get that way. But he made it so easy because if you heard me in the last segment, I said, Ted, how you doing? For the next 20 minutes. And he is so I could listen to him for hours. He's just so fun. Yeah. 
But yep, uh, absolutely. I mean, out there with all those people, same thing with Donald Trump Jr. He's been on this show, too. And we I, we were uh, I was in a continuing ed class and somebody calls me up and says, hey, Donald Trump Jr. shot a turkey in Indiana and he wants to talk oh. to you. And I'm like, OK. <laughs> and I raced over to the studio. No prep. Nothing. Thinking, OK, it's going to be five minutes. He gave me 30 minutes and he no I hung kidding. I hung up with him and I was feeling badly that I'd taken so much of his time. And he goes, wait a minute, I didn't even get to tell you how I shot the bird. So I fired it back yeah. up, and here we go for another 15 minutes. He was so great and so articulate. I'm glad that uh, you uh, had the opportunity to be out there in those people's presence. But I do. I still get a little dumbstruck by some of these people. <laughs> well, and another one that uh, I, I should mention on this program is I interviewed Daniel Ellison, who is our state treasurer. Okay. And it turns out he is, I enjoyed talking to him. He's a real gun guy because there was a lot of political folks there trying to get interviewed and he was, you know, doing that thing. But you always, there's somebody at every show you run into every time you turn around. And he was the guy this show. So I ran into him all over the place. And the cool thing was, it wasn't media row. He was actually there with his daughter. She was kind of doing his scheduling and all that. And he said, well, my wife said I can come, but I can't buy any guns. And his daughter said, but she didn't say he couldn't buy me any guns. So I thought that was, that was pretty cool. So I enjoyed our talk with him and uh, I saw that he's a real deal gun guy, a shooter. Um, He's not just pandering for votes. He really believes all that stuff he's talking about. So uh, kudos to our state treasurer. Brent Weed is our guest, editor of Guns Magazine, award-winning Hoosier Outdoor writer. Uh, we've got a meeting coming up here in a couple weeks that I unfortunately won't be able to make this year, but I know that's always a good time to get together with all of our outdoor writing buddies here in Indiana. Uh, very quickly, tell us about what's coming up on the podcast, what's coming up on the Gun Mag on the shelf. Well, uh, the March issue just hit the shelf, the Marlin 336 lever gun. You know, Marlin got purchased by Ruger. They took me out, and I shot a nice big Axis deer in Texas with it, and that's on the cover, and uh, all kinds of other fun and surprises, as we like to say. It's always great to visit with you, my friend, one of my favorites, and thanks for your contributions on Indian Outdoors. Thanks for the great stories from the SHOT Show. We look forward to having you back again real soon. Thanks, Brian. My pleasure. One of the hardest working guys, one of my good buddies. It's great to have him be a part of Indiana Outdoors. It is the Indiana Outdoor Show. I am your host, Brian Pointer. We're going to be back right after this. It is such a great show. It is February. You never know what we're going to get. Just wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait one day and it's going to be 60 and the next day it'll be 10 below. But that means it's the Deer Turkey Waterfowl Expo coming up next week and the Boat Sport and Travel Show. Uh, Everybody's going to be getting together here. It doesn't matter what the weather is like outside. Such a great event. As we are kind of doing the last of our prep work for the Boat Sport and Travel Show, uh, one of my guests who has probably not missed a deer turkey waterfowl or a Boat Sport and Travel Show in 20 years, I come to find out Mr. Tom Nauman, the morale maniac himself, is not going to be able to come this year. So instead of talking about those that are going to be coming, we're going to be missing you and the morale maniac booth at the Deer Turkey Waterfowl Expo. I'm not sure what it's going to be like when I walk down that aisle and I don't see that big crowd of people always around your booth, Tom. How you doing? 
I'm doing great, Brian. <laughs> well, it's yeah, I'll it, miss it too. And you were telling me that you haven't probably missed one in 20 plus years. And this goes back to when I was a kid and before they even had a deer turkey waterfowl expo. But man, it's been probably 40, you know, where I haven't missed one uh, dating back to a, being a little guy. So it's yeah. it's quite an institution. And I know that was a big decision, but it sounds like things are going so well at Morel Mania that you uh, you have to kind of take care of business this year. So that's a great thing. Yes, definitely. You got you got to pay the bills one way or another, <laughs> and it's easier to pay them this way. <laughs> I understand. So here we are in February. You and I usually start our conversations, you know, April or so, when everybody starts thinking about morels and getting ready for turkey season, and of course, just coming off the the Deer Turkey Waterfowl Expo. And there's always great fun things that you make and manufacture, or uh, that you help people with in seminars. What do people need to when, – when are we going to start kicking things off? What have you heard? What have you seen? What do you feel this year as it pertains to the morel season? I think we're probably a little more than a couple months away from finding any at all for central Indiana. Um, southern Indiana may be a week or two ahead of that. So you've got to kind of judge it. And you can you can check on the Internet – for soil temperatures, and when the soil temperatures get to be 50 degrees in your area, then that's when they start. But they're not going to be very big, and you're probably going to step on more than what you find. So wait until the ground temperature gets up to about 55, 58, somewhere in there. That's when they'll have a little size to them, and you can see them better. Tom Nauman is our guest. He is the Morel Maniac, one of my favorites. So this year at the Deer Turkey Waterfowl Expo, there is a gentleman there that has trained dogs to actually find morels. He was on the show last week, which made me think about getting together with you this week. Even though you're not going to be there, I, I've not heard of this. Have you? I think I know the gentleman. Is he from Iowa? I don't know exactly where he is, but I'm pretty yeah. sure because he had a different uh, exchange when I talked to him last week. Yeah, I I talked to somebody once, and it's probably the same guy, and this has been 10, 12 years ago. He said, if you furnish the dog, he can train it to find morels, but he wants you, he wants you to furnish the dog at about $7,000 at that time. And I'd just soon, if if I had the extra $7,000, I'd go buy the morels. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? That's what I love about you, Tom. You're just the voice of reason. As much as I think that would be so cool to have a a trained dog that could help me find morels, because I can't, I mean, I could trip over them and not find them. And if there's a dog that's been trained to do that, I'm thinking that's pretty cool. But like you said, that's going to buy a lot of mushrooms at the uh, Mansfield Mushroom Festival, isn't it? Yeah, it sure is. (laughs) So we obviously are getting ready. I know people are going to be soon thinking about turkey season, and believe it or not, it's going to be April, and those temperatures are going to be coming up. And I know generally you have said tax day to Memorial Day. Is that Am I getting that right? I've taken notes over the years. Tax day to mid-May. 
tax day to mid-May. All right. Right. And where can people track? I know one of the highlights is like Puxitani Phil, you know, he sees his shadow, but usually the first sightings, everybody comes to uh, comes to life at that point in time and knows that it's about 100 miles a week, I think you said, that migrates north. Yeah. So when do you anticipate, what's the over-under on the first morel sighting this year? I think, it, you know, not having any special knowledge and uh, we've got to deal with El Nino, but I think it's not going to be that much of a factor. If it is, it'll bring the season early. Um, but but again, April 15, tax day, that's, that's what I'm going to say for now until something convinces me it may be earlier or later. Well, I know also that's always good stuff, and this is just a little preview because I wanted to let people know if they were planning to see you there, you're not going to be at the show this year, which doesn't mean that they can't get in touch with you. You run a great website, and I love all the stuff that you make and you produce, and you have the walking sticks and the bags and the T-shirts, and what else are you working on? Um, I, I do a lot of just, uh, uh, um, I don't know what you would call them, but uh, two or three mushrooms on a wood base, a little moss around the bottom of it, uh, just decoration. Uh, keychains, um, you name it, we've got it. <laughs> well, I know that you had a fire at your place, so you all back up and running. Yeah, we uh, we replaced the building. However, we we moved the workshop to a different building. We've got four buildings, and the new newer building that we're in now is working much better. the uh, The building that we replaced is now just storage. So I and and I put in baseboard electric heat instead of a wood stove. That's probably so smart. Age, yeah, with age comes wisdom, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> well, Tom, I know there's going to be a lot of folks who are listening now upset that you're not going to be there, but it won't be forever. You're such a great personality, and I know people love to talk to you, and we're going to be back in touch with you as we get a little closer to uh, April and people hitting the woods and trying to put that – that first mother load, which is what I want. That's what I just was thinking about when I talked to him about training dogs. And I said, man, I would love to have that dog help me find that mother load. It's on my written list of things that I'm going to do before I die, where I walk in, I can't pick as many morels as I see. But your bucket list. That's a bucket <laughs> list item, baby. All right, Tom, yeah. great to see you. Enjoy your time. Keep up the great work. And how can people reach you if they want to find out more, ask you questions or buy your stuff? It's uh, email is tom at morelmania dot com. Um, I also have uh, I, I write articles and uh, newsletters, and they are all on the website under the archives area. So there's a lot of good information there. I don't know, and there's at least fifty fifty posts there. So uh, all good information. Tom, always great to see you. Enjoy your time. Thanks for your contributions on Indian Outdoors. We'll see you real soon. All right, Brian. Thank you. So great to visit with him. One of my favorite people. He's going to be back. I promise that as we get a little closer. Not going to be at the Deer Turkey Waterfowl Expo that's this year, but that's okay. You can still reach him and get all the great information. It is Indian Outdoor Show. I am your host, Brian Pointer, brought to you by Indiana Donor Network, driven to save lives.org. Don't go anywhere. We're going to be back right after this.
Every show, I learn something new. It is the Indiana Outdoor Show. I am your host, Brian Pointer, brought to you by Indiana Donor Network, driven to savelives.org. I always learn something. I love when we talk to Tom Nauman. Uh, as you heard him say, tax day to mid-May, morels. that's what we need to know. That's what I pay attention to. And is not the Morel Morel Maniac is not going to be at the Deer Turkey Waterfowl Expo the second weekend of the 69th annual Ford Boat Sport and Travel Show. But he's such an important guy and a crowd favorite. We had him on anyway. Just Google MorelMania.com and you can get all the intel you need from him. Chris Ham, great work, HHA USA, all the great work that they're doing with 3D target shooting, raising money, supporting, putting opportunities for stress and recovery from our first responders. Love to have him on the show, as well as Brent Wheat, editor of Guns Magazine, straight off the boat, so to speak, from the SHOT Show. Always great to get his perspective. And see, like me, he got a little starstruck with uh, Ted Nugent. And uh, that would be intimidating if he was standing six inches from you, like he said, and you didn't even know it. There it is. Remember, folks, turn into Poacher, 1-800-TIP-I-D-N-R. It's a free confidential call. No matter what you do, go out and enjoy this beautiful weekend here in the great Indiana outdoors. I promise I'm going to see you outside somewhere. We're going to be back next weekend.